0: Hello, everyone. It's me, your boy, Dean. I'm here to give you this piping hot tea. Hope everyone's having a good day today. I just want to jump on here and just do some quick little podcast episodes for you all. So, let's begin. So, unless you've been living underneath a rock this summer, a lot of artists have started touring again. Coldplay, Drake um bruno mars elton john etc a lot of these artists are touring again because after two years of being locked up in the house during the pandemic people were ready to go outside and have fun again and two of the most biggest tours going on right now is taylor swift and beyonce taylor swift is on her Eras tour where she's touring off of her Four albums that she released during the pandemic years when there was no touring. Um, And and those albums are Lover, Folklore, Evermore, and Midnight's, which she released last year. She's also been re-recording all her music to get her ownership of her music back. So she's been releasing a lot of her um, re-recordings again. Beyoncé is touring off the success of her album last year called Renaissance, which is dedicated to the Black the Black community and the LGBT community, and it's a dance album, and it's credited with bringing dance and house music back to the mainstream again, and actually has influenced a lot of hip hop albums that have come out this year. The, um The album went number one in a hundred countries, and this tour of hers is actually going very well. So I'm gonna play you all two clips, and I'm gonna come back with the rest of my commentary.
1: From Beyonce to Taylor Swift, NASCAR to neighborhood Festival, Chicago has been very busy
2: this summer. It has. WJ Investigates, Ben Bradley has a look at the big draws and how they compare and what they say about our city's post pandemic rebound, Ben. Well, Ray and Micah, Micah, this story actually started with a question from you. When the governor and others profited Taylor Swift's power to draw tourists downtown, it was Micah who asked, Hey, how did Beyonce and other big names compare? So we dug up the numbers. Sheeran's opening act was at Wiener's Circle this weekend, but it was the main course that was most filling. Soldier Field quoted Sheeran saying, We've broken the ticket record for tonight. This is the largest concert that's ever been here. There's 73,000 of you here tonight. A stadium rep later clarified it's the biggest concert crowd in decades. That's
1: why I'll be your host this evening. My name's Taylor.
2: If Sheeran wants to claim the title of King of Chicago, he'll have to face off against a couple of queens. Taylor Swift and Beyonce not only packed the house, they filled hotel rooms. New numbers from analytics firm CoStar reveal downtown hotel occupancy peaked at 97% on the Saturday of Swift's Chicago show. 95% of downtown hotel rooms were filled on the night of Beyonce's show. What we like seeing is that this is happening over and over and over again to continue driving up that leisure tourism. The Illinois Hotel and Lodging Association reports the average room rate was $441 during Swift chicago set. Rooms were a bit more of a bargain during Beyonce's visit at $269 a night. Experts caution while big weekends are certainly good news, a key component of Chicago's tourism success is still missing. Yeah, you look at what's supporting the hotel industry right now, it really still remains leisure travel. So you look at the special events, the concerts, Wallapalooza, uh things like that. They don't certainly go a long way towards driving individual weekends being really strong. What hasn't come back yet is not only convention uh to a hundred percent of pre-pandemic levels, but also individual business travelers. <laughs> with legions of local and national fans.
1: When we saw that she was going on tour, it was like, there was no like question in our brains. We were like, we have to see her.
2: Not to mention better weather, Queen Bee and Tay-Tay ran laps around NASCAR. Downtown hotel occupancy during NASCAR weekend in Chicago was lower than both Swift and Beyonce, peaking at 83%. But in a city hobbled by the pandemic and remote work, industry execs say every little bit helps. And that I think speaks to the importance of bringing these large events to the downtown area while we wait for business travel to continue to recover. Several weeks ago, Governor Pritzker held a press conference to celebrate that Illinois had reached its highest ever hotel revenue number, surpassing the pre-pandemic record. But that's revenue, and it's driven by everything from inflation to room rates. Local hotel occupancy numbers are still not back to where they were before COVID crippled the hospitality business. Experts predict that could take another year or more. In the meantime, though, downtown hotels have another big weekend ahead of them.
0: Lollapalooza opens on Thursday. That's guys. right. But... Sorry, y'all. It was a commercial. Okay, here we go.
1: This era's tour has finally come to a close, and she revealed that her next album, 1989 Taylor's Version, will be released in October. The people went crazy last night. She performed at SoFi Stadium, that's in Los Angeles, in front of yet another packed house filled with at least 80,000 die-hard Swifties. The tour, as you may have heard by now, is shattering records everywhere, and once she completes her international dates, it will likely become the highest grossing tour ever. National correspondent Jerika Duncan looks at how The Red Musician, the name of one of her albums, is causing everyone to see green. In 20 cities, more than 40 songs each night, across three and a half hours, Taylor Swift has belted out, danced and strummed her way to history. With 53 shows in the U.S. so far, Swift has at least 93 to go across Mexico, South America, Asia, Australia, Europe, and back here in the U.S. and Canada. By the time it's over, her shows are expected to near $1.5 billion in ticket sales. It's an unprecedented moment in music history, says Rolling Stone senior writer Brittany Spanos the economies are booming in every single city where where Taylor is kind of touching. Concert goers are spending an average of about $1,300 each per show. That includes tickets, travel, outfits, merchandise, and food. So we're talking hotels, hotels, restaurants, 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 beauty salons, malls, last-minute costumes, you know, outfits. They're going to all these boutiques and stores, thrift stores. (laughs) Overall, the tour is expected to generate $5 billion for local economies, more than the GDP of 50 countries. Welcome to the Renaissance. And it's not just Swifties generating this kind of buzz. The Beehive is swarming cities worldwide, too, and could generate more than $2 billion in ticket sales. People just want to really value pleasure and experience that means something to them right now. For CBS Mornings, I'm Jerika Duncan in New York.
0: So like I said, both of these women are literally taking over with these concerts. And that's what made me want to do this video. Well, I shouldn't say via this podcast episode because I'm noticing this constant comparing of these two women. Even in that last clip, they compared, you know, Beyonce and Taylor by having Beyonce at the end of a video about Taylor Swift, which I do have some problems with, and I'm going to get on that later. But first, I just want to preface this by saying, well, first, let me drink this tea. Drink this tea, y'all. I want to preface this by saying I'm a fan of both of these women. You know, I've been a fan of Beyonce ever since Destiny's Child days. I remember when I was about three, and you know, the first time I heard "No, No, No," I was a fan then. You know, I've, I have I've have almost all her albums um you know i still buy her cds i have two of her posters still from high school i've just been a fan of hers ever since i could remember i love how her music makes me feel i just love you know you know watching her perform and you know i, I have almost every day at my job when i have downtime I actually have been looking up videos of the Renaissance tour. I was trying to actually go see her this year with my friends, but of course, you know, life gets in the way because being an adult is no fun. Life does get in the way, so I don't think I could go see her this time around, but hopefully she tours again, even if it's, you know, 15 years later. And as far as Taylor Swift goes, the first time I remember seeing Taylor Swift was on Disney Channel. Back in the day, Disney Channel used to do concerts during the summer. And that was the first time I saw Taylor Swift. This is about 2007 when she was still a a teenage girl singing country songs. And over the years, um, I've listened to some of her music and, you know, some songs I actually do like. I'm not going to lie. That Lover album, I think that is my favorite album by her. I love all the songs on there. I also like that album, Evermore. I think that is also a very good album, even though it's, not talked about like the other albums are but that is such a good album i feel even her last album Midnight. i love that song bejeweled i listened to that so many times on my spotify it's one of my most played um songs on spotify so i am a fan of both of these women so you know some people who are listening to this might take issue with what i'm going to say as this podcast continues but again this is just my personal opinion So having said that, let's get into my opinion. About 15 years ago in 2009, during the MTV Video Music Awards, one of the greatest moments in pop culture history happened when Kanye West jumped on the stage and infamously said, Taylor, I'm going to let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you know I can't receive. So here we go.
2: Hey, I, I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best
3: videos of all time. It was one of the most cringeworthy moments in award show history. <laughs> and ten years later, we're finally finding out what the hell happened. Bam. On Wednesday, Billboard published an article documenting what went down after that unforgettably iconic interruption at the 2009 MTV VMAs.
0: Making sure that you all are entertained.
3: Here's what went down basically kanye west crashed taylor swift's best female video award acceptance speech to say beyonce should have won these are things that Stop make it. me break out in a full body sweat but several insiders reveal that though the moment shocked everyone in the room it was pink who went up to yay
1: to tell him off personally i just think there's so many people that are being made to feel lesser than and it's not right
3: former senior correspondent for mtv news james montgomery recalls quote pink walked up to him and got in his face i wasn't close enough to hear the conversation but she was pointing in his face and nodding her head back and forth and giving him her two cents about how up this was and then stormed off adding that kanye wasn't pleased about his dismissal from the award show quote kanye was very upset about this and he was kind of shocked that he was being asked to leave taylor was not the only one shook by Kanye's speech, Beyoncé was upset too. My <laughs> heart is just going, is out of control. Former Viacom president Van Toffler said, quote, I walk behind the stage and sure enough, there is Beyoncé and her dad and she is crying. She was like, I didn't know this was going to happen. I feel so bad for her. Toffler then suggested the full circle moment at the end of the show, where Beyoncé invited Swift to give her acceptance speech when Queen B. The award for video of the year. ET spoke with Taylor a year after where she opened up about the moment. I feel like uh, I had an entire year to process what you you think about certain things and uh, for me I think that I just write what I feel and it's it's hard to explain how you get there but um, a lot of times And this goes back to when I first started writing songs when I was 12. A lot of times um, I don't know exactly how I feel about something until I write that song about it. And that's how I know what my opinion is on something, how I feel about something. Music has helped me so much in just uh, getting through life. Uh, And that's one of the things I'm very thankful to have discovered
1: songwriting.
0: so ever since Kanye West jumped his drunk ass on that stage, you know both of these women have been have been intertwined. Even that moment, I remember when that moment happened. That was like one of the last iconic moments from the MTV VMAs that's literally one of the last time I remember um, teenagers actually watching that show I remember going to school I was in seventh grade I remember going to school the next day and people were arguing over that moment because a lot of people did feel like Beyonce's video was the best but people disagreed with Kanye West jumping on that stage because you know it was rude, and also that was the year Michael Jackson died, and MTV actually did a very good, a very good um, tribute to him. But a lot of people do not remember that tribute. Most people, when people think about that award show, they remember that and they remember the rapper Little Mama jumping on stage. They don't remember you know, they don't remember the Michael Jackson tribute, which I thought was very sad because that was probably one of the best Michael Jackson tributes I remember seeing. But I digress. Both of these women have been compared since that moment. And honestly... It's just very interesting when you look at the comparisons even today and what made me do this video was both of these women are on tour right now and there's been this battle between diehard Beyonce fans and diehard Taylor Swift fans about who's going to have the bigger tour, who's going to gross the most money, who has the bigger impact. And some of it is cute and fun but a lot of it is just pure nastiness. You know, know, what really shook me, what really pushed me to do this episode was this writer named Chris Penilla. He writes for, um, he I believe it's The Insider. He went to both tours because, again, they're both on tour and, you know, they both have been kind of coming to the same cities. He went to Taylor Swift tour one night. He went to Beyonce's tour the next night and he gave his opinion on both shows and he said while he did like Taylor Swift's album and, you know, some some of the moments of her tour was nice, he said he preferred Beyonce's tour because he's a gay man and Beyonce's tour was dedicated to the LGBT community and the music by Better With His Soul and it felt like more of a community of people, while as Taylor's felt like uh felt like an um think he said felt like a representation of all her achievements, which he said was fine, but he preferred Beyoncé's tour. When I tell you them Swifties really tore his ass apart, called him every homophobic slur, said that they were going to kill him, actually doxed his family, called him a pedophile, called his boss and accused him of pedophilia. It was bad. It got so bad he actually ended up, you know, deleting some of his social media and actually wrote a follow up to that opinion and I actually had an interview with someone who's been covering all this Stan culture. For those of you all who don't know, Stan is a super fan. If you ever heard the song by Eminem Stan you will understand why the super fan is called a Stan. Um, You know, an interview someone who was explaining this phenomenon with these people who are obsessed with these celebrities. It's a very good interview. It's a very good interview. I suggest you all um, look it up. But, you know, that's what really pushed me to do this episode because, again, I like both women. And, you know, unlike some people, I understand music is subjective. Your taste in music is your taste in music. My taste in music is different from my dad's taste in music, from my mom's taste in music, from my brother's taste in music, from my grandmother's taste in music, from my sister's taste in music. Even my best friend, you know, me and her like a lot of the same people, but it's some people she loves that I can't stand and vice versa. Some people I love listening to, but she can't stand any music. You know, your taste in music is your taste in music. And that's why, you know, this constant comparing these women, I just I kind of don't understand it. But then again, I do. The reason I don't understand why people keep comparing Beyonce and Taylor Swift is on paper. When you look at it, Beyonce and Taylor Swift should not be as big as they are, should not be as iconic as they are, or as successful as they are. When you look at someone like Beyonce, you know, Beyonce started off in a girl group in the, in the late 90s at a time when the girl group phenomenon of the 1980s and 90s was slowly starting to die out and labels had stopped putting money behind girl groups. That girl group, Destiny's Child, went on to have a very successful career and actually put out anthems that are still being played today, that people still dance to today. Beyonce then went off, had a solo career, making hip-hop and R&B and pop music. Married a a guy who used to be a one-time drug dealer, who's one of the most influential rappers in the world, has three kids, is in her 40s, and still commanding all this attention. Still had a number one album last year at the age of 42. Literally has two generations of people now listen to her music. For a female artist, especially a black female artist, you don't hear that very often. By the time you turn 50, people, I mean not 50, by the time you turn 40, people wanna write you off. They did it to Whitney, they did it to Mariah Carey, they did it to Celine Dion, they did it to Janet Jackson. The only person they didn't do it to is Madonna, and that's because Madonna changed change every decade madonna changed her style just like beyonce has changed her style taylor swift is someone who shouldn't have made it either people love talking about how hip-hop is so homophobic and misogynistic but country is just that the same way taylor swift came up in the the industry where a lot of the female artists female country artists of the 90s had kind of went off fell off you know, there's actual articles still online of people saying Taylor Swift is a one-hit wonder. And she sat there, made her own lane in country music, marketed country music to, to teenage girls, a market that country music has, most for the most part, ignored. Wrote songs about dudes breaking her heart. That's most almost all her albums are about someone breaking her heart or her not finding true love went over the pop and, as, and has had, you know, massive success ever since then with these album rollouts. So on paper, both of these women should not be as successful. And I think that's why they compare them so much. But see, the problem with them comparisons is also the problem why people compare them. When you look at these tours, and in my personal opinion, who's going to um, have the best, the biggest um, selling tour, of course, it's going to be Taylor Swift. Okay, Taylor Swift is white. She is single, and she has no kids, and her music is mostly pop and rock, and you know only two of her songs have political undertones in them. Okay. Beyoncé, on the other hand, Beyoncé is a 40-something-year-old, think 42-year-old black woman with three kids, a husband who, put out an, who puts out an album dedicated to black culture and LGBT community. And in this time, in this day and age, both of those things are consistently under attack. You know, when you go look at the news clips of, these, of both of these tours, how the news covers them... If you look at Taylor Swift's tour, you mostly see white teenagers and a few people of color sprinkled in there and white soccer moms or dads bringing their daughters. When you look at people who go to see Beyonce, you mostly see black couples, you see single black women, a group of single women friends, um, and you see a lot of gay and transgender people. That is who's going to Beyonce's concert so these women should not be compared because they come from two different worlds when people talk about the two americas this is this is an example of the two americas and you know some people may have an issue the fact that i brought race into this but let's just be clear race is a factor in it and no, I'm not saying that Taylor Swift is successful because she's white because a lot of white people who didn't make it in the music industry. What I'm saying is Taylor Swift being white allows her greater access to the mainstream than Beyonce, who is black. That's what I'm saying. Taylor is easy to market someone like Taylor Swift. It's not that easy to market someone like Beyonce. An example is Beyoncé took a lot of flack for releasing Renaissance because it's dedicated to the LGBT community and a lot of heterosexual men and a lot of these conservative white people had a very big problem with that album, just like they had a problem with Lemonade when she performed Formation at the Super Bowl. You know, fast forward a few years ago when Taylor Swift dropped lover which is an lgbt somewhat an lgbt dedicated album and taylor swift was gunned against politics taylor swift had a video called you need to calm down and that dedicated to the lgbt community and yes yeah, she did get some backlash from the conservatives but you know what people praised her for that album she got praised for that song and while beyonce got praised for renaissance It wasn't by mainstream articles. It wasn't by mainstream outlets. It was the people who are actually in these clubs who jammed to this music that have praised Beyonce. And that's why they've been going to this album, I mean, going to this concert. And yes, race does play a part in that. You know, I also don't like how all this toxicity of, who's gonna sell the most has really, you know, made it seem like both of these women hate each other when that's just not true. There are plenty of videos of them hugging each other. Um, You know, Beyonce even sent Taylor Swift flowers when she won her Grammy for album of the year. A few years ago, Taylor Swift wished her a happy birthday. You know, and Taylor Swift has said that she always thanked Beyonce for allowing her to come back on stage and finish her speech which I thought Beyonce, it was good that Beyonce did that. But you know what, now that I'm in a door and I look back on that moment, I just find it very, I'm not gonna say funny, but I just find it interesting that, you know, this black woman, that Kanye West, the black man ruined, not only did he ruin this white woman, this white, well at the time she was a girl, this white girl's speech, but he also ruined this black woman's moment. Beyonce won video of the year. A lot of black artists don't win that award. Beyonce wanted and you know because Kanye West did what he did Beyonce had kind of had to give her moment to Taylor Swift instead of thanking her fans thanking the people who created that video you know even thanking MTV and you know what it's very interesting that you fast forward to the day and Kanye West has been through a lot of um, obstacles. Again, if you listen to this podcast, you know what I'm talking about. And you know, even though some people say he's doing okay, he's kind of, you know, gone taken down a notch. While Taylor Swift and Beyonce, they are both killing her on these tours and are gonna make a ton of money. Literally gonna make a ton of money. You know, both of these women have, both of these women have regenerated the economy Beyonce has been giving a lot um, back to a lot of black businesses. They said a lot of LGBT and women-owned shops have really increased every every city she goes to. Taylor Swift has really helped the restaurant business, the hotel business, etc. You know, it came out yesterday that Beyonce is now the best-selling black artist touring right now. She broke Michael Jackson and Tina Turner's record so even though taylor swift probably is gonna have the highest selling tour between the two both of these women are killing it and both of them deserve to be celebrated separately in their own way because see what i had a problem with with that cbs video was them adding on beyonce at the end you know i felt like they were setting beyonce up you know saying that beyonce could gross two billion dollars because if she grosses $1 billion on this tour, or even $900 million, and that's a successful tour right there, people would drag drag her for days. People would say, she's old, she need to hang it up, you know, and again, they would just keep comparing her to Taylor. And I think that's wrong because Beyonce deserves to be celebrated for Beyonce and Taylor deserves to be celebrated for Taylor. And I'm going to continue listening to both of these women's music. So on that note, I'm your boy, Dean. I hope you enjoyed this piping hot tea. And hey, if you ever need to, if you ever want to go on a tour, go look at them damn tickets for both these women or buy their albums or buy their merch. And on that note, everyone have a blessed night and I love you all.